This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora, good evening. We're calling the US election America Decides, but, well, it still hasn't really. The race to the White House is too close to call. Donald Trump looks... That was Samantha Hayes introducing News Hub at 6 on Wednesday night, and it's not often you hear a presenter admitting that their own branding for a big news event was actually wrong. But she wasn't wrong about politically divided Americans delivering an inconclusive result that day. Over on TVNZ1 30 minutes later, as Florida swung to Donald Trump, Jack Tame at Joe Biden's headquarters in Delaware told viewers, incredible democratic uncertainty was upon us, and he gave us the following refreshment advice. And uh, the news on the ground here is that when it comes to deadlines for how long we should be waiting to expect full, comprehensive, final results from those states, you better get comfortable. Honestly, put a, put a pot of coffee on. We might be here a whole lot longer than just tonight. They say in Pennsylvania it could take two days to get final results. But while News Hub and TVNZ broadcast live from 4pm till about 8.30 that night, CNN's host might have needed something stronger than coffee as they went round the clock waiting for a result that never came. Just before 6am local time, about 2am our time, CNN host Chris Cuomo was reduced to telling viewers this. All of these states that are in play matter, but... We need to know this or the rest of the analysis kind of falls by the wayside. So uh, we've run out of information, which means we've run out of analysis. Don, we're going to make some calls, see if we can get an official there to give us some kind of guidance. And his CNN co-host Don Lemon urged him to try and get further fuel to chuck into the analysis furnace. You're probably going to get a lot of hang-ups because people are they're working really hard, Chris, to try to get this vote in. I hope you don't get hang-ups, but, you know, this is nuts. And soon after, they did get a Secretary of State from Michigan, Jocelyn Benson, to pick up and appear on screen. But she told them, politely but firmly, you'll only get your information when it's good and ready and properly counted. Just to be clear, you know, I'm not uh, always the sharpest knife in the drawer. I've been up for a long time uh, since yesterday. Um, But I just want to make sure you said that you should have some idea by the end of the day. Uh, Well, no, that's not what I'm seeing. However, you know, a lot can happen in in the next few hours, right? And so we want to be mindful. We're counting every vote. That's what we can say. Now, since then, Jocelyn Benson has been sued personally by the Trump campaign, part of its legal drive to change the results. But while fresh, potentially decisive numbers were in short supply that night, so too was patience. And as CNN analyst Essie Cup pointed out, that's something Donald Trump isn't exactly famous for. I mean, who expected that he could sit through this patiently, politely, obediently as the results came in? I mean, of, co- of course he wasn't going to. That doesn't mean that we should hyperventilate just yet. It's close. It was going to be. We have to let this play out. That Donald Trump would declare victory early and without any justification was indeed predictable. Social media platforms had already hidden and tagged some of his tweets and posts in which he claimed victory on the grounds that they were false. And with that in mind, media executives had already been pondering in advance just what to do about broadcasting Trump's claims to millions and watching and listening on election night should he decide to lie or provoke trouble. Hayden Donnell looked at that in this week's Midweek Media Watch on election night itself last Wednesday. That's on the Media Watch page of the RNZ website if you missed it, or you can get it from our podcast feed, available wherever you get your podcasts. Now here, Trump's bogus victory claims did get knocked off the air by TBNZ during its live coverage on Wednesday night. 
In the middle of that rambling Trump speech from the White House, described by CNN's Jim Acosta as reality challenged, TVNZ crashed out of it and into a real estate reality show from the UK. Ohio, a tremendous state, a big state. I love Ohio. This week, we're off to the country. Can't go to cricket this afternoon because it's raining. On the hunt for the good life. I'm just wondering where the chickens might go. So is that then a bold editorial decision to shield New Zealand viewers from Trump's misinformation? Well, not quite. After a couple of minutes, and with no explanation, TVNZ crashed back from Phil and Kirsty on location, 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 back to President Trump again. Pubs, parking and perfect condition. And I'm with paddleboarding Pip, who's looking for a picture-perfect property. Yeah, you're not getting to be in lovely Chester. I'm just... Add them to the list, OK? It's, it's a very sad... It's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment, and we will win this, and we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. So I just want to thank you, and... I want to thank all and that wasn't the only clumsy cross of the night on TVNZ1. All right, we're going to take a little break. We're going to go actually... No, we're not going to take a break. We're going to keep going, but we're going to dip into the coverage from ABC, our broadcast partner. This is what's happening at the moment. This is a Black Lives, protest, a Black Lives Matter protest that we're observing here. Everyone's upbeat, carrying, carrying instruments, which is much better than the alternative. And on another occasion, TVNZ went from live coverage featuring its man Jack Tame in Delaware to an ad break in which he also featured. This Business Insight is brought to you by Zero. New Zealand is a nation of small businesses, with more than half a million SMEs recording fewer than 20 employees. But with everything you need to juggle, sometimes running a small business can be an isolating experience. And so can watching the main man reporting a critical election campaign overseas suddenly appearing in sponsored content for business in the ad breaks. In the New Zealand Herald, critic Steve Braunius harshly said that both major TV channels looked like they were trying to cover the election on a budget of $7.50, presumably $7.50 each. But over on three, the News Hub special's flaws were editorial. And one, according to Steve Braunius, was having Paul Henry as a host. He was dismissive of the Democrats and an admirer of Trump's energy and style and what Paul Henry called his emotional honesty. Though quite why this might be a good thing in a president, Paul Henry didn't say, but he was far from the only Trump fan on the air that night on News Hub special. US Ambassador Scott Brown, a Trump appointee, beamed in from an embassy party, and he was his master's voice when he talked about the virus we got from China and how we would have to learn to live with it. So I'm a glass half full guy, I'm sorry, you know, I don't think the sky is falling. That was a very presidential response. Scott, thank you for it. When you pack to leave the country, can you please leave the time for me? I love it. Well, Scott Brown was happy to talk to any media that night, including RNZ's Checkpoint special, on which he insisted there had been no effort to suppress voter turnout using the postal service. Later in the evening, News Hub called up Trump campaign adviser Steve Rogers from the US and host Tom McRae asked him about Republican efforts to suppress the vote. The integrity of the election on a whole is in question. Uh, we have found thousands of ballots thrown in trash cans. We've had postal workers indicted uh, for uh, violating laws with regard to uh, ballots. And, I mean, I could just go on and on and on. Well, he did go on and on and wound up blaming the U.S. media for painting a false picture of Donald Trump. 
but it was those claims of dumped and destroyed postal ballots aired by many Republican supporters that have been scrutinised by many fact-checking outfits and the media and declared fake news pretty much every time. And soon after that, in the News Hub studio, as a counterpoint presumably to the pro-Democrat, pro-Biden pundit Tracy Barnett, News Hub welcomed Trump-supporting AUT law lecturer Amy Baker-Benjamin, who also said voter fraud was real and rife. But for the Republicans, what they want to avoid is that the Democrats, that all the, the, uh, the same-day-today ballots are counted. That gives the Democrats um, the ability to see how many mail-in ballots, mail ballots they have to sort of ginny up yes. you know, in their warehouses to get into their victory. And, oh, let's, let's keep counting until we get the number. I mean, the fears are, 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 are on the other side. But then a Republican would say that. But while she was fairly measured in her comments on News Hub special, not so much Jessie Jane Duffy from the Women for Trump group talking to Susie Ferguson on RNZ's Morning Report on Thursday. The interview started badly. Let me just hang it up. I'm trying to talk to you. I'm getting ready to do a phone interview. That's what I was trying to tell you. Hi, that Jessie Jane. And then it all went downhill after that. That's okay. an insulting question. Okay, so, so don't you, present so you're it saying... like that, that you are trying to suggest. No, you not. You cannot ask me as an American to blame the president of the United States when you know that's not true. What did he do to stop it? For their deaths. You know that this came from China. No, you've got to listen or you don't have to talk to me. And option B, suggested there by Jessie Jane Duffy herself, really sounded like the best one for media planning on talking to partisans prone to amplifying misinformation when given the opportunity. And when President Trump, who was clearly sensing the electoral tide going out on him on Friday afternoon, sounded off in that 17-minute-long fact-free monologue about illegal votes, fraud and a stolen election, some of the US TV networks, for the first time, did take option B with him and cut off the president as he was speaking. There are tens of millions of unsolicited ballots without any verification measures whatsoever. Well, we're interrupting this because what the president of the United States is saying in large part, is absolutely untrue. He began, and, and, and we're not going to allow it to keep going because it's not true. If they count the illegal votes, they're trying to steal the election. There is not a scintilla of evidence that this is true. None. There's only words here. That was Shepard Smith, a former host on Trump's favourite network, Fox News, but now with MSNBC. And after that, Shepard Smith embarked on a live five-minute fact-check contradicting several key claims President Trump made in just the first few minutes of that speech. And he concluded like this. No votes are being allowed after November the 3rd. In some states, they have to arrive by November the 3rd. But allegations of voter fraud, allegations of trying to steal the election... None of that is true. Not one word. Several other US networks also curtailed the president when they heard what he had to say, but not Fox News or CNN, even though it's mild-mannered and even-handed analyst John King, who for hour after hour staffed the so-called magic wall of screens tracking the swings in the votes, addressed Donald Trump directly. And guess what, Mr. President? We're going to count the votes. And if they favor you, we're going to show that. And if they don't, we're going to show that. That's how democracy works. We're just counting votes. We're doing math as, as the honest people in all these voting centers. Where Kyung is here, if you're a Trump supporter, go online. Most of these places have cameras. All of them are posting their results. This is happening transparently. There are Democrats and the Republicans in every one of these rooms. If they see something wrong, they have every right to challenge it. 
but you have to prove it. You can't just say it. The day after our election, American journalists shared online video of News Hub political editor Tova O'Brien refusing to allow advance NZ party leader Jamie Lee Ross to spread misinformation about COVID-19 death rates. And they applauded her determination not to give him a platform for that and said that their networks could learn from it. And while it is interesting to hear from people who support a candidate who attracted about 70 million votes from Americans this week, they'd be disappointed to know that News Hub and others allowed Trump backers here to say untrue things that they couldn't prove about electoral integrity and mostly without challenge. But even as the media networks one by one finally called Joe Biden the winner today, Donald Trump continued to claim the election was stolen, though by now fewer networks were paying that much attention. And the media will have to hold that line for a while yet. Donald Trump remains in office until next January and the claims, misinformation and lawsuits were and the claims, misinformation and lawsuits will keep coming from Team Trump. He's already said reportedly that he'll only leave the White House kicking and screaming, though that really is something that many people would like to see on TV, as he finally moves to another location, location, location.